Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Ready? You want the noise brought on you? Because here it comes. What? The noise brought on you? Because here it comes. This is my job. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. How do I turn the dial on the show I'm on? I feel like I got nowhere to go. Truth be told. A majority of the American people would ultimately empathize with our situation. Jeff Lutz. The reason there's I no weaklings is because there's no stronglings. Nature versus nurture. Nature always wins. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Everything you need to make it happen. Good afternoon and welcome. It is Bob and Jeff on KFH. Bob is out today. You may have seen his Facebook post about getting a procedure done. Have you ever seen, and Mike Purchas is with me today, uh, have you ever seen City Slickers? Oh, absolutely. I've seen a City long time Slickers. ago. I've seen it several uh, it times. It came out 30 plus years ago. Billy Crystal. The great Jack Palance. He's in it. Daniel Stern, Bruno Kirby, a young Jake Gyllenhaal uh, yeah. is in City Slickers. You, you said Palance, is, you just said he's in it. He won an Academy Award for the movie, goodness I, sakes. He's I, more I than just, just in it. <laughs> I was just going down the list yeah. of cast so, members. I didn't know we were want getting, uh, giving their biographies. Uh, that's okay. Good grief. But you can't just, it's, it's like you kind of just skipped over them. It's a great movie. It's and one of uh, my favorite movies. It, probably third on my list. It has moved me to the place. So you're giving away your 100 films if we ever get to the top 10. Uh, the one, one of the things that he says in the movie that he points to this is the one thing. I've used that analogy so many times in my life that we each have to find the one thing. I, I guess so. Slickers. It changed my life. It's a great movie. Whatever you think it is. Anyway, yeah. in that movie... Uh, he's at the kid's career day, you know, Billy yeah. Crystal, and he's uh, bemoaning his life. And he says, in your 60s, you'll have a major surgery. You'll call it a procedure, but it's a <laughs> surgery. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what's going on here. Uh, Bob has had a procedure. He's okay from all indications, at least uh, post-operation uh, procedure. Has some lingering pain unrelated that's kind of creeping back up, so he's so he's drugged up in the hospital in Kansas City. I'm told he's listening, though. So do you have any messages for Bob? I just, you know, he'll well. I heard he's uh, going to try to be back on Friday, so I hope he is. The sooner he's back, the better it'll be. Uh, have I introduced you yet? To who? To Bob? To the, uh, to the, to the <laughs> audience. Yeah, you just said, you said a second ago, Mike Furches is Mike with us Mike Furches is with, with us today. You'll hear him pretty much every Wednesday on the show talking about pop culture. We're going to do some of that today. Yeah. We're going to do some pop culture at 245. Um, it's a big day, though, and I'll go through the entire show here in a minute. Um, actually, I'll go through the entire show right now. At 225, we have uh, Brandon Clark, the football coach at Derby. Derby got through the regular season seven and one. Uh, they've got uh, basically a bye week coming up. They probably don't look at it that way uh, in the first round of the playoffs, where they'll play one win Topeka. But then it starts getting tough uh, for Derby and pretty much all of six A <laughs> when you get to the second round because then it's it'll be like Lawrence. Lawrence Co is in that mix. Coach will tell you because he's got that type of a program. You don't overlook a one-win Topeka either. Yeah, <laughs> you just don't do you, it. He, he doesn't, but no. he secretly does. I mean, if we got <laughs> – I, I bet you he does not. If we got truth serum and so, – you think you don't think Washburn Rural's overlooking North? <laughs> uh, if, if any coach is overlooking anybody in the playoffs, but they're making a serious question, mistake. Because North – I don't know North. I know Derby. I've got connections okay, to Derby Topeka, and Southwestern. Okay, Topeka-Washburn Rural so. is undefeated. North – is winless 
and might be winless for the rest of at least the decade. Uh, and I don't mean to pile on my friends over at North High. I'm an alum. But I bet Washburn Rural's overlooking North. I bet yeah. they are. I don't know. I, they may be. But I, I bet you that Derby's not overlooking their opponent. Mm. It's, it's, it's Maybe too, I'll see if I can get the, 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 Brandon I, Clark to admit that yeah, he is. I, I bet you. I, I'll, give you, I'll give you $5 and supper. If he's overlooking five dollars and supper and su- add a Chick Fil A or something, not not no big well, steakhouse. We'll have to negotiate that. <laughs> we could at least do the you scotch. Want to do that, you want to do that bet? I bet you that he is not overlooking his opponent. Do I have all. to give you supper? Yeah, oh yeah. You got to give me give something. You a, would you take a Jersey Mike's card? <laughs> Why do you do have extras over there? To <laughs> well, <laughs> as you pull out the Jersey Mike's card right now, I know he's not going to. I got new way cards too, but you're, oh not, my getting, goodness. you're not getting. Those. I, don't, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know how you get all that. I'm uh, like, I try to talk. I tried to talk the Broadview or the Drury in to give me a break if I promoted them on the radio today, and they just laughed at me. They were leftovers <laughs> from uh, my dad's League 42 golf tournament. Okay. Nothing, nothing unsavory going okay. on here. Uh, I'll do unsavory things for a free meal. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I've had a lot of free meals in my day uh, working in the media, so I don't know. I still love free meals. A free meal, from, a gift card from Jersey Mike's sold me to where I, every time I can, I eat at Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's is fantastic. It's a great, best, one of the best sandwiches in Wichita. The number eight at Artichoke is really good. But that, that what is it, the 17 at Jersey Mike's? I don't know. I don't know. I don't oh, go it, by it, numbers. It, it's so good. I just it's order so what good. I want on the sandwich, and hope, no. hopefully they have those ingredients. Yeah, well, I get well, the Philly. Okay, We'll see that. Dinner for you. I'll give you a gift card from Jersey Mike's. Oh, really? <laughs> As if I don't have enough of those. At uh, 2.45, we are going to talk some pop culture. Uh, are you into pop culture anymore? Oh, yeah. I just saw a movie last week. Uh, right now, I'm, I, I was telling Max, I'm loving Sirius XM right now because I like old-time radio. And people forget that's a part of pop culture. It was a serious part of pop culture at one time. And I love the old ghost stories. I was listening You're to talking about ra- the medium of radio yes. and music on the radio. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the old XM radio, but they're doing old fa- old time radio right now, which is on a couple of the stations, and it's all Halloween so related. So we getting like fireside chats, or what are we talking no, here? Th- these are War old, of the Worlds. Yeah, stuff like War of the Worlds. Really? Or older stuff, older stuff even, uh, like Doctor Jekyll, and Mister Harrod. Yeah, the Shadow the stuff sh- like that. All the old time stuff that people that remember it love. And if you've never heard it, go to Sirius XM and Channel One Forty Eight right now because it's amazing. Some but of us can't see, afford I'm still that. Seeing you just gotta know how to negotiate. I'm paying sixty dollars a year. I've been paying sixty dollars a year I'm, for the I last I don't know years. how to negotiate. I just, uh, just pay you pretty much what people ask and then <laughs> move oh move goodness. along my merry way. Big big mistake. I've yeah. saved so much money over the years by saying a few words like what's your bottom line? <laughs> I, you know, when we bought our R vest, the dude was asking way too little. I said, What do you want? He said, I'll take seven grand. I said, No, what's your bottom line? Come on, man. Okay, I'll go to six thousand. That's a thousand dollars. That's that's good. And Sirius X in there wanting two forty nine. I said, Nah, I, I I love the introductory price, but I can't go that. Well, we'll go back and give you the introductory price. Okay, I'll take that sixty bucks a year. I'm, I recently made a poor business decision, but a a great personal decision when I bought the uh, Indiana Pacers team only. I only can watch Pacers games uh-huh. on the NBA uh, app, the NBA whatever it's called, full court package or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, that was ninety dollars to get all the games is a hundred dollars. Did you get the whole game? No, I got just the Pacers. So you ten dollars for yeah. ten dollars more, you could have got all the games. Ten dollars, I can get okay. all the games. Okay, Jeff, I can't believe that you're pulling some of these things out of the hat and confessing. But <laughs> I, I had to commit to the Pacers, right? I can't say, well, I'm going to watch every Pacers game, but hey, tonight I want to watch Bucks Mavericks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And tonight the Indiana Pacers do play. Their season opener at Gamebridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis against the Washington Which Wizards. Which is a great, great arena. It oh, is a great, a great arena. arena. When, when did you get to? Well, you got to remember, my daughter just lives about two hours from Indianapolis, and I go visit her like at least twice a year. Okay, but that doesn't so. just mean, hey, well, let's go tour Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Well, my Hall son today. and my daughter. What have you good. seen there? We saw we we saw a game. At, who did we see play? Indianapolis played. I want to say Milwaukee, but I don't. You, know if you saw right. the Pacers. Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah. We should do that. You want to go again? I would go again. I mean, because I've got connections. We can stay at my daughter's house. Or and I love away. it. We're just halfway between Cleveland and Indianapolis, kind of. It's only so. like a 10-hour drive to Indianapolis. Yeah. It's right down I-70. And it's kind of a fun drive, too. You just got to go slow in Illinois. It's <laughs> you hit that little Illinois strip where they have that big fine in the construction zone because they're always doing a construction. It's worse than 
Wichita. Yeah, but Effingham's such a great highway city. It's one of my favorite, did probably ever, my favorite highway city, I-70 city. Did you ever stop at the little town that has all the world's largest, like, wind chime or rocking chair? I don't think so. I've always wanted to stop there, but I never have either. I need to sometime. And, and Ohio and Indianapolis there, it's, it's, it's very beautiful. I, yeah. you know, most people think that it's all just big commercial urban area. It's not. Ohio's, there's so much farmland. Very, a lot of rural yeah, areas. A lot yes. of ponds and camp out sites. And it's, it's I could live there. I don't know if I could handle the code, but I could live there. Yeah, I've, I've kind of wanted to, I've kind of thought about uh, going to live in Indiana at some point yeah. in my life. Maybe like retire to Indianapolis. I love Indiana too. It's, I like it. I don't know. Thing. I like Indiana. I don't know why, but I like Indiana. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I think it's a beautiful state. Beautiful state. Absolutely. Three o'clock, we're going to have a Mike and Jeff draft. Okay. We did not do that on Monday when uh, Jason Duda was here. Uh, this is our typical day to draft. Uh, but we're doing that today. Mike picked the topic uh, children's Halloween costumes. Yeah. So not we're not going to go like sexy nurse here. We can't. No. We can't no, get no, into no, the no adult unit. No adult. No adult uniform. No, would, or costumes. We, we'd, or whatever be getting, we'd be using that button all the time on that. Okay, well that's, chill, chill. that limits things a little bit. No, no I, I think the kids' costumes. So I'm a little bit older, so I remember a lot of kids' costumes. What were some of your costumes as a kid growing up? I can't up? tell you. Why? Because we're going to be doing that for a draft. I don't give you no ideas. I, I intend to beat you, not lose to you. Well, I can give you some of mine. <laughs> I think I rem- I was. Uh, I was a baseball player yeah. at least once. Oh. I've got pictures. I had a Red Sox jersey for some reason. And uh, I was a member of the Legion of Doom wrestling. I think I went as Animal, oh the guy gosh. with the spider on his face. So, you know, if you want to use these, uh, these ideas, you absolutely can. Um, I'll have to think about what my daughter has gone out as um, to see if I can get some ideas from her. Because... Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a little removed. I'm a little <laughs> removed from trick or treating at this you, stage you, of the you game. You just gave me two good ones that'll be on the list. That'll be on my backup. Maybe one of the two. Just Legion of Doom. No, oh, that's, that's a good pick. That's it was nice. Oh, yeah, my was mom perfect. sewed on some stuff on some pants that I got, and she painted my face. We had the fake uh, shoulder pads with spikes out of the WWF catalog at the time. It was quite quite an event. Should my daughter be trick or treating at seventeen? I, I struggle on this. <laughs> I don't struggle. I, I'm, I'm 64, and I still want to go trick-or-treating. Well, you can just go buy candy. Yeah, but it's, there's something fun about going out. The worst, I could tell you, I could tell you a story I shouldn't admit because I might go to jail for it if I shared about one year of trick-or-treating. I think the statute of limitations is probably uh, up on whatever you ever go to, You remember trick-or-treating for UNICEF? No. Do you remember that, Max? You used to have what they call trick-or-treating for UNICEF. You know, you all know what UNICEF is, don't you? Mm-hmm. I bet a lot of listeners will know as well. Me and a buddy of mine, uh, Victor Holbrook, back in East Tennessee, we still keep in touch, by the way. I uh, went to high school together, and we went trick-or-treating one year for UNICEF. Supper okay. was good that night. What do you mean for <laughs> UNICEF? You would go and you would get money donations and that was supposed to go to UNICEF. Okay. So it was like, you know, three bucks would feed a oh, child so for you a didn't week. necessarily... We you went cu- the middleman was cu- not <laughs> most, really cut out. Most of out it goes to the CEOs anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. So we, we had a couple of good meals and you know some good snacks we, we bought some candy that that's that's brilliant that's uh speaking of ceos that's kind of what i've proposed or i'm going to propose to my daughter i think she's probably in enough world of hurt right now that it's going to be like 40 degrees on halloween and yeah. cold while she's allegedly going to be out there I, i'll say you can do it but i get 70 percent of the candy because i'm going to introduce you to the real world when the head honcho takes most of it oh my goodness i think that's fair it's fair uh, it's the way, I mean, how many years have you raised her and she's eating out of the kitchen in the cupboards? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, uh, we never did that with her, unless there was Reese's peanut butter cups. We, 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 we did tell our son that he might be allergic to peanut butter, so we better eat them for him. <laughs> Jeff's going to be the FICA of, yeah. of her Halloween <laughs> trick-or-treating. Hey, who's this guy FICA that's taking all well, my money? Well, there comes a point in time, and it usually comes by surprise, that you've got to learn those lessons. Life is not free. That's you know, right. you want to live on your own? Okay, where's your deposit? It ain't coming from me. Okay, you got to have the insurance. If you're buying, where's the insurance? Uh, you got to have exactly. all that stuff. And this is a perfect time to introduce a little financial literacy type situation. You might be able to get a car for a few grand or 170 bucks a month, but you got to pay the insurance and the maintenance fees, and uh, they come out, you know, as well. So here's a good lesson to learn. 
Absolutely. You know, 40% of candy, that's a, that's a fair tax rate, isn't it? You think 40? I was, I, think gonna go, I was going to 70. Is that? 70 is a little high. I think 40 is fair. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have, it'll be like two for me, one for you kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, well, essentially, that's yeah, a little higher. Like that, yeah. But three out of five. Yeah. And you get two, two and, you, and you get pick. Yeah, abs- of course. Yeah. You leave her the candy corn and you take yeah, the Reese's Yeah, she gets the baby roots <laughs> and the butterscotch, and I'll take all the Starburst and Skittles and good Nestle Crunch Bars and whatnot. Skittles has become my favorite candy. That's not good at your age. You shouldn't no, be doing that. But I, I, I had COVID, but I didn't have any symptoms of COVID. And I thought I was symptom-free until I realized I can't taste anything. Uh-oh. And then we were sitting at a movie theater of all places, and I got some Skittles to throw in the popcorn. We do crazy stuff like that. Skittles and popcorn. That's, Skittles and popcorn. That's or Reese's Pieces and popcorn. The Reese's Pieces is really good. But uh, we had Skittles. I put some of the popcorn. And I, I hadn't tasted it. But I was just munching them. And all of a sudden, I bit into that Skittles, and I could taste it. And after you've gone a year and not being able to taste something, the first thing you taste is the Skittles. You learn to love it. Oh, you're li- that's yeah, that would I, feel good. Yeah, that would was, be nice because they got such a good that, flavor. That anyway. was probably there was probably some kind of chemical reaction in your body yeah. when that happened. Yeah, Skittles to cure COVID. That's you know, FCC don't take that as a suggestion. It's just <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> At uh, three twenty-five, we're going to talk to Matt O'Brien. He is the head uh, men's basketball coach at Southwestern College. Their season actually begins in two days. Uh, And Southwestern put a couple of players on the all-KCAC preseason first team, and, you know, they went to the NCAA, or not the NCAA, but the NAIA tournament last year, got to the second round, 26-win team. So we're going to catch up with uh, Matt O'Brien of Southwestern. I'm looking forward to that. My daughter is an alumni of Southwestern. She played soccer there and uh, was an ambassador for the school. And uh, the first time I went down and saw that field house, my mouth watered. It's, it's nice. It's cool. it, is a, it is a historic, and for folks in the Wichita area that have not been, go watch, I'll just say go watch them play. That field house is amazing. Yeah. And it's a be- beautiful, beautiful campus, and I love Winfield. Uh, the, I played for Tabor, and um, it was hard. You to, played basketball for Tabor? I started out, I was recruited to play basketball at ORU, and no. when I was there, yeah. And when I was there, I was a point guard. And when I was there, there were three colleges in Bill Kansas. Bill Self years. No, this is <laughs> I, I know. wish. Uh, there were three colleges in Kansas that wanted me for football and basketball. So I thought I can do it. Right after football, I played for two weeks. Uh, Coach Brubaker, Don Brubaker, and I just realized I can't do it. There's uh, the basketball conditioning, football conditioning are so opposite. And you see some people that have done that. I don't know how they do it. It's very hard. But uh, I love the game of basketball. It's a good game. Uh, it's a great game. I'm like Bob on that. It's I have my favorite sport, which is football, but there's other sports. I never played baseball, really. I played one year as an uh, eighth grader for the high school team, and I didn't play as an eighth grader for the high school team, so I didn't play. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, basketball is getting going full swing. Yeah. Uh, the NBA full slate tonight, college basketball getting going uh, really soon. There were a couple of NBA games last night. Today all I want to talk about won't be in this first segment probably, but I want to talk about K-State basketball if we get a chance because I was just – I'm really, I'm really unnerved. I'm a little irritated by the lack of preseason love that they're getting. Uh, I think uh, Bracketology came out. They were a nine seed. I guess that's okay. That means they're a top 40-ish team, maybe a little higher when you account for all the uh, automatic bids who aren't in that same class. But, man, I think K-State's going to be really good. And yeah. I went through their roster um, and I just want to talk I, about K-State basketball. They're going to be really good. Does it ever seem like they get any love? No, but I, you no. figure after you're going to the Elite Eight and being that close to going to yeah. the Final Four that, uh, you know, and, and Jerome Tang, the great story that he was in year one, that maybe <laughs> there would be some residual effect from all that, but it's basically been nothing. Do you know why I think that is? Tell me. Kansas. KU? Everybody talks about, Can- you know, Kansas, this, Kansas, and, you know, no disrespect to Kansas, but they forget how good K-State is and has, and not just is, but has been. They've been a decent basketball team for a few years now. Yeah. And uh, I agree with you. Look at the preseason, what they did last year. <laughs> Not a number nine seed. I'm looking at a four seed. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so, too. They could be easily seed. a top four. Uh, and we'll get into that later. we got a, a couple minutes to talk about uh, the World Series matchup. I, I hope we can get to that also again later because I have some thoughts. Uh, Arizona, Texas, what does that do for you? Arizona, as, Texas. As not a huge baseball fan. Obviously, well, I, I love the game of baseball, okay. the history of the game. 
uh, I mean, going way back to the to the mill leagues back in the South. I don't know if you know, even know about the mill leagues. Right. No, uh, but I, I don't. Go, I go, that's where Joe Jackson got started. A lot oh, of the I didn't Negro know we were going back that far. Yeah, yeah. I get that. So but. I, I get some of those guys. Uh, what do I think about it? You must I, I'm, not leaning love te- it. I'm leaning in Texas, but it's after Arizona wa- goes wa- on the road yeah. and wins two in Philadelphia, what do you put past them? Yeah, it's not hard. much. No, but I'm still going to go Texas, and uh, we'll see. What I always watch the World Series, and I watch my Braves, and of course I'm still heartbroken, of course, because uh, it seems like every year I yeah for my Braves are great, Except one of the great two teams years ever. Ago. Yeah, and then they go in, they get almost. That's swept what I by don't understand as a fan, because that's not. An uncommon refrain. Well, they let us down every year. Well, they just won two years ago. Yeah. And, I, and I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> I don't know Cle- what it feels like. As to, a Cleveland oh, fan. they let w- us down a bunch, but we did win. As a Cleveland fan, you wouldn't know. That's, that's just what fan expectations. I'm not disappointed with Atlanta uh, because it is baseball. And I, I've kind of come to expect it, that they're going to get to the playoffs and they usually wash do. out. And wash out. That's exactly right. They've won one in how many years? Uh, 28. Yeah. Their last one was in 95. Yeah. And Cleveland's won what? One in seventy-six years. Yeah. So you kind of get you kind of get used to. Two in one hundred and three years. But it, for me, Atlanta was so strong in about every position. And uh, with the Acuna and the season he had, yeah, it's you just it just comes it, that's down. That's what's so good about baseball, and this is one of the reasons Coach is not going to overlook his first round opponent. Uh, we'll find football. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come back and we will talk to Coach. That is. Uh, Brandon Clark, the head football coach at Derby High School. Uh, Derby going into the playoffs uh, with a, a, a good look at things in Classic Say. They got Topeka uh, on Friday to start it out. We'll get uh, the thoughts of their coach, Brandon Clark. When we come back, Mike Furches is here. Max Power, our producer and engineer, takes us to break. It's Bob and Jeff on KFH. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. listeners welcome back it is bob and jeff mike Furches in for bob today we hope to have bob back if not by the end of this week then next week early next week this is uh, games people play the theme of the music is song anims uh this is by the spinners we'll hear another games people play by a different artist 
uh, in the next segment. But let's go to the IHOP hotline brought to you by IHOP where guests can enjoy new strawberry cheesecake, golden brown Belgian waffle topped with creamy cheesecake mousse, fresh strawberries, and whipped topping. We're going to talk to Brandon Clark, the head coach at Derby. Doesn't that sound amazing, Brandon? Oh, strawberry cheesecake. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brandon Clark, our guest uh, of Derby High School, he's our head football coach. Derby has Topeka in the first round of the uh, Class 6A postseason coming up this Friday. Uh, that's a game, uh, Brandon, that you're probably going to win. I don't know if you would outwardly agree with me on that, but but this 6A bracket just looks insane and impossible uh, almost to, to get through. Uh, even in just your pod, you have Lawrence and then Lawrence Free State and Manhattan possibly in the third round. So I know you're not looking ahead to all of that, but, man, 6A is stacked this year. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah, it's not hard. It, it's kind of hard not to look at. You know, uh, I think there might be a couple lopsided games this first round, but after that, I, I think there's eight teams that, that could go on and, and play state championship. That's how loaded it is. Okay, Coach, this is Mike Furches here. Uh, at the hey, risk Mike. of costing, uh, at the risk of costing me uh, some money for buying dinner for Jeff and my son now understand he was a state champion at Derby, and my wife taught school at Derby. I understand that, Coach? Are you overlooking your first round opponent? Oh, definitely not. We never overlook our first round opponent. We never look, overlook anybody. But uh, yeah, we're excited to play this game and. Uh, you know, we're, we're putting in a game plan just like any other game. I mean, we're treating this like a state championship game. Yeah, I, I've always said the game like this, you don't overlook it, but you look at it at, you look at it as a chance to get some depth built up for your team, which is a different thing than overlooking it. Oh, yeah. You know, we always want to get the reps. You know, you never know. Like last year, we ran into a lot of issues with injuries, and we had to have some kids step up and, and perform, and you do that through practice. So that's what we're doing in practice. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a, a game plan ready. And, uh, you know, if we have to use it, we'll use it. If not, we'll we'll save it for the next week. Talking with uh, Brandon Clark, the head uh, football coach at Derby. Derby 7-1. and one. Uh, You've won seven in a row now. How How are you feeling as you get to the end of the season, what do you feel like was, was accomplished uh, as you get to the postseason? And, and what uh, maybe more can you still even work on and get better at uh, and maybe even like peak as you get into the postseason here? You know, I felt like last week we, uh, we did start to peak. Um, our, our kind of focus this year ever since, uh, since we started was uh, play fast and play physical. And, uh, you know, we played some really physical teams. We played a couple flex zone teams that really fly off the ball. And I thought our defense, uh, you know, did a great job against that and really stepped up. And our offense is starting to play fast and physical. And uh, that's kind of what we've been working on. And, and we've kind of got our playoff package that we've been working on all season. So we're ready to, uh, to get that going and, and, you know, get that out on the field on Friday night. Coach, what do you think is the most important thing for your team to be working on right now? Would it, would it be defensive schemes, offense, special teams? What's the one thing you think you need the most work in? Gosh, all three. You know, we're, we're a big, big believer in all three phases. Uh, you know, I talked to some college kids that have played D1, one that was actually back here um, last week that had a week off, and, and he, he claims that we practice more special teams than they actually do at their D1 school. So, uh uh, we take great pride in all three phases, and uh, um, you know, to to beat the good teams, to beat the great teams, you got to win all three phases. And you know, our biggest focus, if if you ask about one focus, is uh, don't beat ourselves. We got a saying here in Derby, and it's DBD, don't beat Derby. And uh, a lot of the games that that we walk away from, and if if we end up losing, it's because we've done it to ourselves. We've had too many penalties, too many missed tackles, uh, little things like that. So we really concentrate on cleaning up the game and uh, not beating ourselves. Uh, Derby head football coach Brandon Clark is our guest. Derby plays uh, Topeka coming up uh, this Friday uh, in the first round of the Class 6A playoffs. So tell us about uh, this tight end that uh, is really now on the national radar. Deshaun, is it Brame? Yeah, Deshaun Brame. Uh, golly, we've, we've been lucky to have some tight ends go through our, our yes. program since I've been here, and uh, Deshaun's one of them. Um, I've, I've known his parents. I played football with his father at K-State. Uh, Devon Brame, we're really good friends, and his, his mother was a Heckman athlete. She was a Nikki Ramage uh, through Little River, that really good basketball player that went to K-State, became an All-American basketball player there. So, uh, for one, they've got really good breeding. They've got two athletes that are mom and dad, and we've known them since – you know, I've known the son since he's been in diapers. And uh, 
I told uh, I told his parents, I said, he's going to be a tight end someday in the NFL. And, uh, wow. you know, he's not there yet, but, you know, with an Alabama offer, uh, you know, he's getting a step closer. So, yeah, you said uh, that you've had some really good tight ends, and that's uh, obviously true. Is that by design? Is that a position you can really highlight and really exploit the, the, the already uh, given skills that a player has at that position? Or has it just so happened that uh, some of your best guys have, have come in and tied in as tight ends and you've just kind of nurtured that? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of luck and a lot of genetics. You know, I mean, th- there's a certain height that you have to be at. I've had six three tight ends that really didn't get a good look, even though they were some of the best tight ends I've ever coached. I mean, they're really looking for the – Six five six six kid that that has a good body, you know, composition where they can gain some weight. And you want to see the physicality of that too. So we've had some really, really tall, good tight ends go through here, and uh, we've kind of been lucky. But at the same time, you know, uh, we, we've got Coach Devore who played at K State. He played receiver. Coach Foster, who's who was a receiver in college. You know, myself that uh, that played receiver, tight end a little bit too. So we can we can coach that position up, but. Uh, I would say a lot of that has to do with genetics. And, and you know, we, we have great families that live here. It, it just doesn't take genetics. It, it takes the work ethic and buying into the weight room and all the speed and conditioning stuff we do. And uh, all these tight ends that have gone on to, to D1 in our program have, have had a great work ethic and have really worked hard to get there. Coach, I would just say this as a, uh, as a Derby uh, associate to some extent over the years. Uh, just don't have him go to Tuscaloosa. <laughs> If he's going there, have him take a trip up to Knoxville as well. If you can tell by my voice, uh, I would rather be smoking a cigar than what Nick Saban was as far as chewing one this last week. And uh, yeah. Tennessee also has a wonderful history of recruiting receivers, including tight ends. So just, well, <laughs> as a Tennessee native and Tennessee fan, I've got to say that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's a great kid. Yeah, no doubt. Brandon Clark, our guest from from Derby High School. So I know this isn't necessarily new. Uh, Your schedule includes a lot of 5A schools because that's just how your schedule works out in your division. But uh, does it mean anything that you don't get many 6A games? I think you've had two uh, this year, Manhattan and and campus. Obviously, that first one against Manhattan may be a little bit more valuable. But do you put any stock in either direction in that at all? Oh, heck no, man. Uh, I mean, when we stepped on the field with Mace South, we were wondering how we are going to get out of that game. I mean, they, they are well-coached, and they have creatures. Mace is always going to be good. You're not going to find a more physical team than, uh, than playing Hutch. Um, I mean, our, our schedule is, uh, is, is pretty loaded in terms of just seeing different stuff and uh, getting our team ready for the playoffs. Because you know when the playoffs hit, you know, you never know if you're going to see flex bone. You don't know if you're going to see spread with a bunch of good receivers and the throwing quarterback or spread with the run game. So it, our, our schedule really gets us, you know, ready. And we've always had Bishop Carroll, too, which is uh, probably one of the best coach teams I've, I've ever coached against. And, uh, you know, they're always tough to get by. Coach, a lot of people talk about the schemes and the game itself. And uh, one of the things that always impressed me about Derby, because I've been to so many games there, is the fan base. Say something about the fan base around uh, the Panthers. Uh, we've got a saying, green is magic. And uh, and I tell our boys all the time, it's not what's on the football field, it's what surrounds it. It's, it's the cheerleaders, the band, the Pantherette, the, the volunteers that are cooking hamburgers out there and all the fans that, that show up. You know, in, in recent years with all this technology stuff, uh, you know, everybody has, has a chance to go to a bar or, you know, sit in a garage or in their basement and watch the game. But for the most part, our, our Derby loyal have, have came to the games and supported our kids. And it's really made it, a, you know, a magical memory for the kids at every home game when the crowd's out there, you know, yelling for you and screaming for you. It's, it's pretty magical. So it's, it's not just what's on the football field. It's, it's the whole town of Derby, the community of Derby that makes the whole experience just so special. So before we let you go, just take us through the rest of the week. Obviously, you know, you only have one really full day, I guess, before the game. But what does that look like? You get to host this one, of course, uh, in round one. Uh, what does the uh, rest of the week look look like going into Friday night? Well, we got parent-teacher conferences. There you so go. Thursday and Friday off, which is never good for a coach. You want your kids to have, you know, that schedule embedded in them. So, uh so we're going to do a little – we're going to have a little fun. You know, we're, we're going to practice outside today. Yesterday we had to practice in the indoor. It was rain, raining cats and dogs. Uh, Thursday we're going to bring the kids in. We're going to lift them. We're going to, we're going to practice for Thursday. They're going to go to their team mill at uh, Calvary Baptist, and we're going to come back to the, to the high school, and we're going to have a team movie. We usually have a team culture meeting, but usually when they don't have the 
the next day for school, we do a, a team movie and we'll watch a fun movie and uh, then I'll send the kids home to go to bed. We'll wake them up, do a little workout on Friday. Then it'll be about, you know, about, about time for game time. There you go. And then Friday night uh, against Topeka at home, round one of the 6A playoffs derby, 7-1. Uh, and one, And Brandon Clark's our coach. Brandon, we appreciate it. Good hey, luck. thanks for having me on. We'll talk to you later, guys. All right, sounds good. All right, I don't know if you swayed him to get uh, his, the son brain. You, you got a wallet full of cards. I'll take one. To Tennessee. <laughs> oh, but no, you, I, don't, you, I didn't sway him for that. No, no. no. But you but put I would, your best I, effort. I've been to Tuscaloosa, and, I, and uh, I, Nick Saban made me laugh this last week, which was. What did he do? I don't. He, they, they were asking him in the after-game interview, said, Coach, are you going to enjoy your cigar? There's a tradition that the winners between Tennessee and Alabama get to smoke cigar. Okay. And he says, she said, I know you don't smoke, but you're going to enjoy this. And he says, oh, I may not smoke it, but I'll chew on it. He says, I'll be chewing on it till tomorrow. And, uh, is that, I, is that I actually, good? I, I don't know no, much about it's cigars. Just, it's just a tradition. And, uh, but I, I like Nick Saban. You know, I, a lot of players, I'm not, anybody would take away from the talent of Alabama. But being from Tennessee, I, I don't know if people can understand the tradition of the hatred between those two teams. Well, yeah. Yeah. Long-time conference rivals. Yeah. Long, long, over 100 years. And uh, I, I will, I will, yeah, and I'm a, I'm not like some folks I've seen around Kansas. I, I will yell for Alabama in a bowl game. Uh, unless they're playing another You'll SEC. Yell at them. I'll yell for them. Oh, for them. <laughs> unless they're playing another <laughs> SEC team. Uh, I will You'll cheer for him is what that means. Yeah, I'll cheer, I'll cheer for him, yeah. I'm sorry. It's a Southern. I know. Player. I like it. I was just having <laughs> some fun with you. So, but, uh, it's Alabama's a good program, and there's a there, there's athletes in Alabama that's playing high school football that rival any from Texas. I'm gonna that's put, saying something. I'm gonna put uh, Alabama as Tennessee's third biggest football rival. It depends on who you talk to. I I and just from the outside looking in, I'd go Florida, Georgia, then Alabama. No, Georgia would be down on the list. Really? Yeah. Who's who's uh, who's I the top say, three? I'd say, I'd say Florida or Alabama. It depends on who you talk to. Would be number one. The other would be number two, and then Georgia number three. That's not down the list. That's the next spot down that I put them at. Well, you had them at number. You had them above two. I had them. Uh, I'd be. At, I had them at I, two. I, but I don't. Florida and Alabama are so far ahead of the third rivalry. Tennessee hates Florida. They respect Bama. They don't respect Florida. They respect Bama. But they hate Florida. I, I want to do that for a minute. Give me a give me a college. I'll tell you what I think are their three biggest rivalries. That'd be fine. Let's go with uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma would be Texas one, Oklahoma State two, Colorado three. Yeah, you know what sucks about that? We don't get that anymore. We don't get Nebraska anymore either. Oh, Nebraska. Yeah, that would be it. That was a heck of a rivalry. Oklahoma Nebraska. Yeah, that's a wonderful rivalry. Let's go with uh, Florida State. Florida State. Miami won? I don't know. Clemson? In Florida? What do you think? I think that would be the top three. Uh, not necessarily in that order, but that, that would be the top three. It depends on the year who's ranked number one or who's the higher-ranked team. Because the ACC uh, do, doesn't present a lot of uh, great natural rivalries for yeah. Florida State outside of Miami. So you have Miami, Florida, and uh, who's the other one? Clemson? That's probably the three, right? Yeah, I think so. I think Florida uh, and Florida State are big rivalries. I think they're the, that's the number one rivalry. I'll give I'll give you one. Okay. I will give you. I'll go Michigan because the first two are easy. I want to see who you say at three. Ohio State. Yeah. Or Michigan State. Yes. Number three. That's a tough one, isn't it? It is. First two are easy. Yeah, very easy. Purdue. Would you throw Purdue in there, maybe? I would say Purdue. I was thinking maybe Wisconsin. Yeah, because they're kind of neighboring. Yeah, I think Purdue may be a little bit higher, but it, again, it, that depends on the season. It's a little, Michigan's a whole different. Iowa. Story. I think Purdue would be higher than Iowa. I like this game though. We're gonna have to come yeah. back with this at some point. Yeah. If yeah. if not today, then yeah, at that, some that's point. That's a fun one. Be it's good for you and Bob. Or you could do this for basketball or football. Yeah. Or it's it's brilliant. Sport, yeah. Even professional. Look at there. Jeff came up with a brilliant idea. That new, is a good. New, that is new a fun tradition thought for the Bob exercise. Heck. With ideas like that, it might become the Jeff and Bob show. <laughs> it should. <laughs> I think we're overdue for that. If I if I told you uh, Joe Walsh oh, slash James Gang <laughs> and ELO, what oh, yeah. song title? I, I can't think of a song title off the top of my head. Uh, that they share. I, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. But I, well, love, I guess you'll I be surprised those, I love both of those artists, though. Yeah. You know that. I, I, I love 
Uh, love ELO and love Joe Walsh. I, I feel like I'm going to be embarrassed. Was Turn a Stone a James Gang song? Because he put it out solo, too. Joe Walsh did? Yeah, he put it out with Same Barnstorm. song or just the same title? Same, same song. Okay. Same song, I think. Similar. Lynn, I think Jeff Lynn wrote it, so. And they're no, friends. No, it's different. Is it? They're different songs. But, yeah, that's they're, the song they're, they're that we'll be They're both good getting. friends. I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Joe Walsh did an induction for Jeff Lynn at some kind of Songwriters Hall of Fame or something like that. Joe Walsh will be on the Jimmy Kimmel show tonight. Yeah. And I the Eagles the, announced some more farewell tour dates yeah. this morning. I shared a video with you the other day. You're not day. excited about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I want to see the Eagles. I've never seen them. Never? I to, I've never seen them. That's crazy. And I want to see them. But I shared with Jeff a video with Joe Walsh that was really good about his uh, history of substance abuse. And his yeah, I watched that. It was fantastic. It's great video. <laughs> to hear people like that openly confess their weaknesses and faults, but then how they overcame it. Right. Uh, it's, it was Joe truly Walsh is very articulate yeah. about his personal story. and Very inspirational. Extremely. Yeah. And uh, he's been sober for nearly 30 years, so congratulations yeah. to him. Yeah. And he's still out there performing Playing. with the Eagles at age 76. I, want, I so badly, I would, I would love to see the Eagles, but I, would, I so much want to see Joe Walsh. Well, you know, he's in the Eagles. I know, so but I want the, to see him do the show. You can scratch both itches. They, he was in Kansas City several years ago, uh, well, 2016, 17. He was at Salina a couple years ago. That's what I'm saying. But why, I want him to come home. Yeah. I don't come know home. where he'd play in Wichita. Hartman? Probably. I mean, Fringos and the All-Stars can play at Hartman. He could play at Hartman or Kansas Star, either one. And he'd pack it out or come close to it. I mean, he's, he's above and beyond the cotillion uh, here. Yeah, you would think in Wichita he is. I saw him at a casino, which wasn't great. I mean, he's great. But it wasn't a great venue, yeah. uh, and the concert was kind of short. It was okay. It is what it is. Do you want to talk pop culture? Let's do it. Because sure. here's, here's my pop well, culture. Well, we have been. We've been talking about pop culture. I guess we have. Music is pop yeah. culture, even from the 70s. Um, I guess my pop culture experience tonight, I'm going to take a nap probably <laughs> when I get home for about an hour. Then I'm going to watch the Pacers uh -huh. against the Wizards. And then that sh should be about the time that uh, Amazing Race starts. There you go. At eight thirty, that's that's my basic. That's my whole pop yeah. culture. I've been watching a lot of old Datelines, some new. I watch Shark Tank, and that's it. Yeah, that's basically it. Those are fun shows that you can. They're standalones that you can watch. The old. I've not seen Amazing Race in a few years, and that was really a fun show. I need to get back to watching that. I've not seen it since Brandon and whoever the girl was from Big Brother was on it. His wife. I right. need to see it through to the end. Usually I watch a handful of episodes yeah. and then kind of, like every show I watch, uh, just kind of fades away. Do you wonder if any of that's staged or set up in such a way to, to be in favor of certain characters? I hope not. Yeah, but I, I know that there's a lot of luck involved, like with travel agents and yeah. cab drivers that uh, are a little more expedient. And there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of luck. I don't know that it's, it's purpose, yeah. purposeful. As little as 10 years ago, and it's amazing how much of a difference 10 years can make, but 10 years ago, I, I thought about trying to get my son, and my son and I go on that show. You'd, you'd be great at it. Yeah, but uh, the, show that we, the show that I almost got, you won't believe this, I made it to the final cut, and I wasn't a jerk enough to get in, was Wife Swap. Wife Swap. Yeah. Tell us about that they experience, were, They please. were looking for a candidate. And we, I went through the application process and made it through the third round where they made the final decision, and uh, I'll, I probably shouldn't mention name but I will. Uh, and they were wanting a wrestler, a family of wrestlers. And what they okay. wanted was a family that were diehard cutters and screamers and yellers and that kind of thing. A buddy of mine out of Oklahoma who holds the world record for being struck by the most piece of, by, by lightning the most, Carl what? Mize. That's not a record. He holds, he holds a Guinness World Record of being struck by lightning the most. Carl Mize out of Oklahoma. Look Carl, if you're listening, I'll do respect. <laughs> but they chose Carl and his family because Carl was really into it. And uh, Jeff's looking it up right now. Well, yeah, I am. Cause, uh, uh, so, but we, we made you know the final this cut. Person? I know Carl. Yeah, he, it he struck him six times. Yeah. So you're seeing it right Are now. Are we sure that that's that a Guinness Book of it, World it Records? It was the world record. record. I don't know if it still is or not. But at but one time it was. Why would they measure that? <laughs> How? I don't know. They measure the craziest things. You know, like uh, busting coconuts with your bare fist. Why? Do, why does that need to be a record? I don't know. But we we made it to the final cut. And they ask specifically, you know, what would we do if an area is a conflict? 
So, you know, you try to get along, and, you know, part of what we would do is we'd let them know that, yes, our son cuts, but we do it safely, and, you know, and they wanted someone that went to the extreme. And uh, they chose Carl and his wife. Well, I, yeah, I would, obviously. Yeah. No shame in losing to this no, absolute a, uh, medical marvel. Yeah, Carl's a, Carl's a great guy. He coached down around the Oklahoma City area, and I think he still has quite a bit to do with the Oklahoma Kids Wrestling Association. I may be wrong about that. I'm sure that there's, lo- I'm sure there's local 60s. wrestlers that know. Yeah. Um, He's just a few years uh, older than me. You know what? He doesn't hold the record. He don't hold it, so it was broke. It was, it he didn't ever have it. What's it say? He's, he's six times. Roy Sullivan, a park ranger at Shenandoah National Park for 36 years, holds the world record with seven lightning strikes between 1942 and his death in 1977. <laughs> Mize <laughs> says he would rather retire than be so lucky That's with lightning. Again. Well, I don't want to break the record. I'm very afraid of being struck again. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, you, you would think he'd be like seeking that out if he's trying no, to break no. record, but he's not That's trying to break That's a record I don't record. want. I don't want that record. Uh, or being in the most crashes or, you know, the most brain surgeries or anything like, like that. I don't like, here's what I don't like. Um, they made it all fun. This yeah. story about him, uh, this is some, well, I don't know what publication this we'll is. We have to get him on but the radio. But then he's at the end saying, I'm really scared of this. Yeah. That's a traumatic experience. This isn't yeah. fun. We'll have to get him on the radio on the show. I could call him up. I can get a hold of him without too much trouble. Well, Yeah. He'd be Can fun. we have him on for five questions? <laughs> that would be fun. Yes, it would. You want me to, I'll give him a call and see. Because you, just, number down that easily. you just took us down a different rabbit hole. <laughs> Talking about a guy struck by lightning. Uh, he's out of Norman. And uh, it ha- I don't know. Maybe it's happened to him since 2006. But that was the last yeah. time that he was struck. I don't know. If it has happened since 2006, then I'm not aware of it. So. The odds of being struck by lightning more than once in your lifetime are one in three hundred and sixty billion. Wow. And he's at six. Well, wouldn't you like to have that? Wouldn't you like to be able to beat the lottery odds <laughs> like that? Yeah, I win it six times. Yeah, I, I would. Like it's amazing to me at people that win it two times. I was talking to a guy the other night that was out playing at one of the casinos. You're like Forrest Gump. Hey, I played football here, and uh, I know the guy that did this, I and I was involved. Like, what is going on with your life? I'm, I'm just lucky or stupid. I don't know. I was talking to a guy the other night that he said, uh, just a couple of nights ago, he said, yeah, I was down at Kansas Star, and I won about $1,700. I said, man, it's a good night. He said, yeah, but I, bu- I bet it all back. <laughs> I said, you're crazy. Yeah, that's not, that's said, not well, what you, you want to do. No. I said, do I'll get you, 50 and do, save do, it. Do you need you know? to get some counseling for that or what? If I, if I, anytime when I'm ahead... I leave, but I don't. Exactly. I never. I only go like a couple times a year. You weren't an astronaut, were you? No. Also, you're crazy. No, uh, shrimp and boat captain. No, nothing like that. All right, That's, you're talking forest there. I know. That's what I'm saying. I didn't play at Alabama. I didn't run across the country. I lost a. Well, you kind of look like him after you <laughs> ran across the country. If, yesterday I did, especially because I tried some new hair conditioner that you're that you're supposed to wash out, and I left it in. It was nasty. <laughs> Yikes! I had to take another shower this morning. So, have you been watching any shows? There not there aren't that many uh, no. on the fall schedule that are scripted. No, I've not. The uh, I've been going to the movies. And like, I went to go what see have you Killers, seen? Of, Killers of the Flower Moon. You saw that? Yeah, I went to see it. Well, the first that's time. Uh, we're burying the lead again. That's yeah. on me. Uh, how was it? Uh, it's it's a very good movie. A three and a half hour movie is a three and a half hour movie. Uh, it's not a lot of action. A lot of people are promoting it with a lot of action. There's not a lot of action. In I there. wouldn't imagine. It's a lot of dialogue. It's a wonderful story from one family's perspective related to what happened to the uh, Os- uh, the uh, Osage, yeah, the Osage Indians in the area. And uh, it's very well acted. Uh, I think you'll see several Academy Award no- nominations, including Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Best Actress, uh, possibly Supporting Actress for, uh, for that, uh, Best Direction, uh, best cinematography. You'll see a number of nominations that does not necessarily make it an entertaining movie. Right. Uh, I was a little let down in the first section of the movie. I was a little bored, but it's such a great story by the conclusion. And the w- Martin Scorsese is a genius. There's no doubt about it. Very much worth seeing. Uh, I would like to see it again. I have a number of friends that live in the Tulsa area that were in the movie. Right. And uh, I saw a glimpse of one of them. Nice. Uh, yeah, we had an extra on our show uh, after it was kind of announced that it would yeah. be coming out, the preview. And 
Barry Corbett, he, he had a little bit more of a role than he admitted on the show here. He had two lines, not just one. <laughs> two. <laughs> but they're, they're very important. His character is very important in the movie. So that was kind of cool to see. And uh, it's worth seeing, a little slower than I expected it to be, uh, a little boring at times for me. And that's the conflict, but it still is a great, great story right. about it. A three-and-a-half-hour movie is going to be boring at times. Not necessarily, yeah, think. but it doesn't have... I've seen three-and-a-half-hour movies where I walk out, and it's like, I can't believe this was three-and-a-half hours. Like what? Name one. Uh, I'm trying to think here. I'd have to look at the movies over the years. Uh, one of the Transformers movies was almost three hours. It was good. Uh, or entertaining. Same with The Fast and Furious was almost... It's two-and-a-half hours. was very entertaining. Uh, but it's usually a movie that has a lot of action, that type of thing. There's not a lot of dialogue movies that will hold your attention that long. I think simply because we're, we're conditioned nowadays to not engage in dialogue and, and literary concepts. No one, do, no one engages in dialogue no. anymore. You see movies that could have virtually no dialogue, and people still go see it because of the action. And I, I, I personally don't like that. That's not my favorite style of movies, although I can enjoy some of them. So. You ready for a uh, draft? Sure. We're going to draft uh, best? I don't know. I don't know what. What adjective said, do you put? With, let's go with best or most. Let's go with best. Best children's Halloween costumes. Yeah. And I have, I'd say let's and interpret that however you want. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going. I'm not going to some of these newfangled costumes where they. Well, I don't think I will either. But okay, uh, I got to see what comes up. You know. Because I have seen a costume now, where kids walking around like an adult, and he's got his head in and like a fishbowl. I need a ground rule. Can it be a character? Yes. Or yes. does it just have to be anything? Okay. Anything. All right, we'll do that when we come back. It's the Jeff and Mike, Mike and Jeff draft. We're drafting uh, children's Halloween costumes. So exciting. Maybe you'll get some ideas. Stay with us. Hour two of Bob and Jeff coming up. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 